going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Fourth Love of Cinema, where our motto is, we just hope it doesn't suck. This is episode 260, broken up into two parts, A and B. 260A will post on 1-11 Tuesday, and that will be American Underdog, a theatrical release about Kurt Warner, the inspiring story about how he came to play for the Rams. And 260B on 1-14 Friday, where we'll talk about Swan Song, an Apple TV original film. I am one of your hosts, Grayson Maxwell. Joining me as he does every week is my co-host, Roger, American underdog, Stillian, and our lovely perma guest, Chris, not the American underdog, Juan. Gentlemen, how are we this week? Is this take four? This is take four, right? Four or five. 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 <laughs> That's okay. Only one of those is my fault. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> What's up, guys? How was your week? What did you, you guys get into this week? I watched movies. I don't think I did much this week. Oh wait, I like I like straightened up my house and stuff. Did some home cleaning. Did some weird winter cleaning, not spring cleaning. What the hell's winter cleaning? Uh, when you clean in the winter time. Yeah, that's that's a hundred percent accurate. Put on a fortune cookie. What you do, Roger? Uh, I'm in moving preparation. Oh, that's right. Oh, you bought a house. Congratulations that's right. on that. Yeah, I yeah, did. Yeah. That's exciting, guys. So I looked at carpet for several hours, I mean, and so... then I wanted to die. <laughs> fair, fair. So, so how's your week going, buddy? <laughs> Good. Well, okay. So, last night I watched the Tender Bar on, on on Amazon and Joe Bell, which I was looking forward to, and they were movie twenty nine and thirty since the first. So I've just been power watching movies because I'm not I'm getting paid to sit at home do nothing, which is fine for me because my show went on an extended hiatus because they're worried about COVID, whatever. So I've just been watching tons of movies, and today thirty one was Swan Song. A movie, I'm not quite sure until we start talking about how I feel. I think, just like you, Chris, I'm not quite sure how I feel about it. But we'll, we'll get we're going to hash it out. Yeah, it's certainly an interesting one. But, and we'll, what else is going on, guys? How are your kids? Are they pissed they got to go back to school soon? My kids love school. Good. My kids been back to school for a week. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Is right. it? You can tell you don't have kids, you have no idea when all this happens. <laughs> not, not even a little bit, but <laughs> one day I'm sure I'll, I'll try, I will know. Like but, even if you were in college, you'd be back to school by now. Actually, a lot of colleges went remote again. Uh, a news story is there's a rumor that movie theaters in big cities such as New York, Los Angeles, um, San Francisco, where COVID is a major problem, they are – a lot of the – AMC says they may go down to one showing a day. At that point, why even bother? And I don't understand why. I mean the 3 and the 7 o'clock work because you have one showing during the day one show in the evening – but just which which showing do you do then? You do the seven o'clock, or you seven, do like a six seven. o'clock, or something like that. Yeah, something in the evening, one show in the evening. But, but I mean, even if then. you're open for one showing, what's the? I mean, don't isn't the risk the same as multiple showings? So what's the, well, what's, what's the weird? Difference? Just thinking about how you would make a schedule for that, you have to run two showings, right? I well, would imagine what movies you do have show? to. Like you just do every screen. Have light them up two movies. Yeah, something like that. Is it more of like like a window of time thing or a customer it's a window building of time. thing? Yeah, you know, like what what are you trying to accomplish? Not having, but again, if if you have one showing, you might as well have two or three showings. And then you might as well just be open, just spaced out. Maybe like a one o'clock. A five I'm glad I live somewhere that barely believes in science yeah. and medicine. Well, that's good. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I just look. It's I can't, basically witchcraft. I can't substantiate that. I can't substantiate that. But I did see. I did find that rumor floating around on the interwebs. Well, I mean, we're pretty sure that the five G towers in our area actually cause COVID. So it's I mean, fine. that's not that's real. Not Chris I, heard. I heard it was other things. Oh, well, my I goodness. Oh, my goodness. Guys, we're getting <laughs> off topic. Okay. 
So I heard I heard that rumor, but like that just that's that's worrying to me because you know of course <laughs> Netflix and all the streaming services like bring it on, bring, oh yeah, bring that on, oh yeah. And I don't th- I mean AMC obviously would not survive another massive shutdown for any length of time. They just wouldn't. Uh, their stock's doing pretty well. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, they'd be fine. Um, buy some Netflix stock right now. It's only going to go up. That's what's my one. I, I, I actually Google that. Netflix like, stock is really expensive. Dude. It is. You ain't wrong. It's like top ten. AMC stock. When I wanted to buy it, when it was at its lowest, there's people all over the place like bought it when it was at its lowest, and now they've made quite a bit of money. I'm like, I wish I would have done that. I was thinking about doing you it. You only make money when you punch out of it. That's true. true. That's very true. You only lose money when you punch out of it. True, which is why I'm still holding on to at least two stocks that I have to my name. At least two. I'm an idiot. Fair enough. Yeah. Today in market talk. Yeah. <laughs> I'm bad at this. All right. All right. All right. Anything else, guys? Anything else going on in your world? Mm, no. This blueberry muffin's bomb. Is it? Mm-hmm. Chris is a blueberry muffin that I swear, if heaven Grayson had a smell, said it it'd smells be a... like heaven. It smells it's so good. It's from like... Sheets Bakery. <laughs> <laughs> so, this it just is like, this so is like below Walmart quality. <laughs> it's, look, but the way he's savoring it, it, it looks like it might taste good. I too. mean, it's probably the best blueberry muffin in this room. That's true. <laughs> It's absolutely causing me cancer in some way. I mean, I'm sure it's fantastic. I'm sure it's fantastic. All right, all right, all right, gentlemen. This is episode 260 of For Love of Cinema, a podcast about movies, film, and cinema, which posts each and every Tuesday and Friday at 5 a.m. on Podbean, which sends tributes to iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music. Each and every week, we start with the box office, current and upcoming releases, sweat streaming, trailers, and then movies of the week. Without further ado, let's get into the box office, of course. Number one for the fourth week in a row, Spider-Man No Way Home, an additional $33 million domestic, bringing a worldwide of $1.5 billion with a B million dollars. That is a nice chunk of change. All right. I want to pose you, pose you guys a question. Is the MCU now the most successful chain of movies in cinema history. Yes. Box office-wise. Not even close. What, what else would you put up against Well, it? I mean, Star Wars, fast, no. but I don't think Star Wars can compete. We only no. have nine. It doesn't have the, <clears throat> there's only nine of those movies, right? Yeah. And, well, Solo, and, and but like, I don't... But, okay. and, and then, so maybe and, there's 12? Yeah, they there haven't made nearly... There are 30. Yeah, that's my point. And, so, we, and we talked about it, what, last week, where there's like ten, 10 of them in the in the billion movie mark. So, so the MCU is definitely the most successful. Yeah, five, okay. of, five of their movies made more than all the Star Wars movies combined. No yeah, point. I mean, and all the fast too. So I mean, yeah, it's just it's crazy. I can't think of another one that would go against it and actually have a shot. Oh yeah, Bond, but <sighs> there's, there's, a lot, there's a lot of Bonds. There's fifty. Yeah, or fifty-one. Now, I don't know, but longest running for sure. You know, like that would have a chance. I would say the MCU still. Oh, I'm sure it's still well because a lot of those earlier Bonds they didn't make a lot of money. Well, there was a, there was a period of time for like decades where like Bond was on MGM's on. Okay, we're done with Bond because it just wasn't performing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, I would imagine though the MCU still edges that one out. But yeah. All right, number two, Sing Two, twelve million domestic worldwide of one ninety. Damn, that's surprising. That's just below two hundred. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, I, I laugh every every week we talk about after we talk about um, box office at because West Side Story is just it's such a that's such a conundrum to me. Like big budget Spielberg holiday didn't do anything like mm. nothing, not even a pinprick. As Roger says, so so it's behind Sing. <laughs> All right, the three five five number three four point eight million, four point eight million worldwide. No, no, want, 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 no. Thank you for that. The King's Man number four three point three million. Uh, now we're getting up there, I guess seventy four point two million. Chris, okay. you missed a good discussion about Kingsman last week. Did I? Yep, because somebody here liked Kingsman, still gave it a four. 
there are moments I like in it, but I, one of the things I've been thinking about for the past week is a comment that Roger made. Domineering force on this show. Yes. As to, as as the, the the prophecy foretold as is a fortune cookie, but that it's not a Kingsman movie. And the more I think about that, the more I think he's right about that. Because it's not. It was not like a Kingsman movie, but it was still had the title. I mean, I, I don't know where to like. I would love to know what you think about it because there's some great moments in it. The only I problem with Chris, he's though. never seen a Kingsman movie. So I have nothing so. to compare it to. That would be like the starting point for me. Well, point. I mean, in the timeline it would be, but it still doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It would be even worse that way. Yeah. All right, number five American Underdog, 2.4 million, bringing in a total of 18.7. It's better than it did last week, but. Hell yeah, Kurt. Kurt. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we that's your box office. Nothing too crazy there, except Sing. I'm surprised Sing is doing as well as it is. I didn't expect Sing Moving to do right it. along, man. What else are you going to take your kids to see right now if yeah, you haven't seen true. If you're not taking them to see Spider-Man already. I mean, you're not wrong about that. Hey, you're, I want that movie to be successful. That's yeah, fine. You're, you're, you're right about that. All right, let's, let's take a look at some upcoming releases, which I have to bring up. Fill time, fill time. Oh, okay. Uh, this is me filling time. Roger, could you so, fill some time, too? The thing with Kingsman is if you did watch them in the actual order that they are, you would be like, this last movie doesn't fit. And then if you went to watch them chronologically, and you watch this first movie, you'd be like, okay, it's fine. Then you watch the second movie, you'd be like, these movies are not alike in any capacity. <laughs> so either, either direction you watch them in, it just doesn't it does line not. up. It's yeah. just, I mean, I wanted to like The King's Man. I do like The King's Man. That's, of the three, that's my, that's my personal favorite one to watch. It's not the best one. I still think The King's Man 2014 is the best one. Hell yeah, it is. Um, it's because it gave us the legendary gif of Taron Edgerton and hanging out of a car doing the hand wank motion. It did, it did. <laughs> yeah, listen. Legend. Sure, sure, legend. Eggsy, Eggsy. All right, got the... So January 2022, this past weekend, brought us to 355, nothing else. Then January 14th, this coming weekend, Hotel Transylvania, Transformania on Amazon, and Scream. I'm excited for Scream. Scram. Scram. January 21st, The King's Daughter, not to be confused with The King's Man. Is this like a spinoff of The King's Man? It's not. Based off of women? January 28th, Cyrano. That's your movie, Roger. And then January 30th, Sunday, The Beatles Get Back. If you have an IMAX theater around you, it's playing an IMAX. I can imagine some Beatle maniacs will really love that. February 4th, starting us off, Roger, Jackass Forever, Moonfall, and The Wolf and the Lion. I don't know. And then February 11th, Blacklight, Death on the Nile, which I'm actually getting excited for again. I don't know if yeah. I'm wrong about that. Jungle Cruise too? I like Hercule Poirot quite a bit. And Marry Me, so that should be a pretty big week. February 18th, Dog and Uncharted. I, I'm going to call it now. Uncharted movie's just not going to do anything. I mean, they got a billion-dollar actor in it. I want it to they do great. They have two billion-dollar actors yeah, Wahlberg, I think, is. I want it to do great, but I just... Do you guys get good vibes from that trailer we've no. talked about twice now? No. Sure no. I Me neither, and that's a problem. Yeah, that's a massive so problem. So here's the thing. I think it'll do well on opening. It just won't have any staying power. That's fair. I, I, I think I think it's going to have a, a a good opening weekend, and then it just won't move after that because I don't think word of mouth is going to ha- help that one at all. Because it's going to be a lot of tropey stuff for the people that played the games, and then that's going to be it. Well, but if you remember, Netflix has that deal. So not too long after theatrical run, it'll be on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So, but they've made that very public. 
so people, again, can just wait till it comes to Netflix they don't want to go out, which, sure. you know, in the middle of the pandemic is not a bad decision. I don't know. Again, I think that I think that lends more towards the opening weekend is going to be really good because people that are fans of the of what that is, they're going to go see it. They want to see it on the big screen probably. I mean, it, it could just be a sleeper. And Here, just here's great. the problem with Uncharted. I love the Uncharted games. I don't give a shit about this movie. Yeah. That's a real problem. I don't either, and I, and, and I want to and get it. I love Tom crap. Holland. I think he's great. I just don't think he's Nathan Drake. I, that's well, I was problem. about to ask. You think if they get a different actor to play Nathan Drake, like someone a little older, they push the timeline a little bit and they make it, you know, more of a, you know, more of a, uh, just a grittier style film. You think it probably looks better for the screen. You think it draws more of an audience than what we get. With I think the if they default, I think if they default the game yeah. timeline, it would have been a better choice. Yeah. Starting with with young Drake, and using big action sequences from later games doesn't make any sense to me. That the plane sequences is a huge part of Uncharted Three. It's, it's a huge it's part. It's only in there because it's like the biggest known part. But of like the, my, my my point is they can't do it again. It's, you're right. Well, so not well they're also going to airlift out a couple of pirate ships. So <laughs> let's not say what they can yeah. and can't use. <laughs> All right, fair. <laughs> let's tone that right uh, now. Yeah, yeah. All right, consider tone down. February twenty fifth, The Devil's Light, March, and then March fourth, The Batman. March eleventh, Fear and Pixar's Turning Red. On Disney Plus. On Disney. On Disney Plus. Why is it on Disney Plus, Roger? Uh, because Disney said, "Hey, we're gonna put this on Disney Plus instead of theatrical." Wait, did they say it was gonna be free? It was twenty nine. I don't think it's gonna be free. Yeah, I don't imagine it'll be free. So wait, the last Disney Pixar movie was Soul, right? Yeah. Maybe. So I don't have a list. That was also Disney Plus Direct, wasn't it? That didn't have theater release. No, Soul went to. I, can't I don't remember. I watched it on, I watched it on streaming. I'm almost. I'm. I mean. Well, you may have watched it on stream, but I think it was that was that wasn't. Soul. Didn't they do Onward on there too? Was that a dual? Was that a dual release know. on streaming? Was uh was Soul? Because if so, then the last two movies from Disney Pixar have been released not in theaters. Soul's 2020, so that would have been, that would have been a theater Maybe. depending no. on when in 2020. Most of 2020 was a wash. Yeah. All of oh, that's a good point. You're right. That's well, what I mean. f- march on. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I'm just getting my timeline. Well, so, I mean, I mean, there, there's a lot that's happened, but it's just like that's interesting because Pixar make they make money. So the fact that they were willing to put both of them out back to back on their streaming service instead of you know, well, I mean, they did Mulan and Raya on there. Raya Last Dragon. Yeah. Yeah, but Raya didn't have to pay for. No, but you had to pay for Mulan. Mulan. You had to pay for something else too, right? Black Widow. Yeah, Black Widow. That's what Widow, that's right. Well, that's, that's, that's Marvel. That's MCU. Sure, though. well, but... Uh, Mulan isn't. You know, it's still no, no, but, just... but you're, we're talking about like animated. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I don't consider Black Widow well, a part of that. I don't even that. know if animated matters. It's, it's how much they value that property. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's not a... Yeah. I mean, listen, I don't care how much they value Mulan, they value Black Widow more. And Soul is a strong movie. Soul's, Souls, Souls, yeah, Soul's, Soul's a pretty strong movie. movie. Yeah. That would have been a great it's one movie. of my more. It's one of my the ones I enjoy most yeah. in, in the recent decade of mm-hmm. Pixar stuff. Um, Funny enough, my kids haven't watched that one again. They only watched it once or twice, and that was it. it hasn't been a repeat. Really? Yeah, I'm on like showing eighty six of, of the Kevin, Kevin Kanta. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> how many how many times have you watched like like begin? Or, okay, I will say. And Kanta's what like two hours, maybe an hour forty five. How many times That's have like, you watched? It's like ninety. How many times have you watched at least an hour? I mean, it, it's been on the TV About screen with me in the same room <laughs> quite a bit. Jeez Louise. Yeah. Well, I mean, thank God for cell phones. Yeah. Yeah. As as I couldn't imagine what it was like when like, we were kids and somebody just put a To be a parent and actually pay attention to your or, kids. Yeah, or like, a, no, you just put the VCR on and <laughs> be like, all right, I got stuff to do. Yeah, yep. <laughs> Don't bother me. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it's There's different, more tapes different in times. the corner. 
<laughs> different times. I do want to talk about technology though when we get to the Apple movie Swan Song. Oh yeah, it's relevant there. Um, Swan but it'll be on. Swanson. It'll be on. It's, that's that's Samson. Two sixty B. So I won't even be on this episode. All right, March eighteenth, Downton Abbey and New Era. Operation Fortune Ruse de Guerre. Is that all one word? All one title? Operation Fortune Ruse... <laughs> oh, Downton... No. <laughs> Operation Fortune Ruse de Guerre is separate from Downton Abbey and New Era, and then we have The Unbreakable Boy, and we have Unwelcome. All theatrical, as of right now. Uh, March nope. 25th, The Lost City, and then we go what? into April, but... Why do they don't know what these are? Well, we haven't seen trailers. I mean... I have a movie podcast! I don't know well, we, we watch trailers pretty frequently here, so yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see it. We watched extra trailers today to laugh at them. We did. We did indeed. We did indeed. All right, so gentlemen, that's your coming up. I don't think there's anything crazy there. I actually don't think it'll be in that order. I don't. Well, not. probably not. I'll be honest. Out of everything we talked about coming soon, not much that I care I'm excited about. for Scream. That's about it. Scream might be all right. And listen, we, we'll talk about trailers here in a second. We watched, there's a new trailer for Moonfall, the last one. They did three, which don't do that but this one is so different than the other two trailers <laughs> listen insane it just it looks roger loved it he was like, i do listen listen i love the the big disaster movies like i love 2012 yeah, yeah. listen they're not very good movies I, I know that right but they're fun to watch and like this might just be so insane <laughs> because you know the moon's haunted you know you ever played destiny i've been there Many times. Did uh, <laughs> did this the director of this? Did he do the um, Roland Emmerich? Yep. He do like other like disaster style yeah, movies. That's his. his he's like the disaster. Because like yeah. cause there's a scene in this trailer where where the SUV is like ramping over nothing onto like the breaking bridge and then ramping over to another one. I'm like yeah. that. Like that's very that's very San. But that San Andreas was not Roland. San Andreas. No, there's another one though. Um, the one with 2012. 2012. Yeah, yeah, that's got, got the crazy guy in the mountains, right? Yeah. 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 Oh, the, yeah. the monk. Yeah. <laughs> that that car ramping thing. It was like straight out of that movie. I'm like, oh, this. That's that's Emmerich though, man. That's Any Emmerich. movie where you're driving like that, it's bad movie. They launch a space out of a tidal wave underwater because hell yeah they did I mean fast we gotta save the world baby Fast 9 went to space in a Pontiac Fiera so I I don't listen at least this was a space shuttle (laughs) (laughs) they got that going for it yeah 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 I mean I I don't give me fast 12 and a half I'll watch that over this what if this is that I mean you saw cars ramping and things in space that's half if Toretto shows up I'm all for it all of a sudden family His moon family. <laughs> I got bros on the moon. If we see family. the if we see the duct tape car just flying right by with them at the same time. All right, that's my connected universe. That's in the fast. Yeah, there, if there's a Dodge Charger on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a look at what's streaming this week. We're taking a look at Netflix. I chose some pretty good movies. I know I've talked about it before, but damn it, it's a good movie about time by director Richard I like Curtis. That movie. Chris, you ever watch that? About time. It sounds familiar. We've with talked the, about it a few times. Where Dom Hogg leaves and hit the, the men in his family can pick a time and go back to it. But, like, certain markers in their life prevent going back any further without changing certain things. Mm. Like, children being born, like, who the child is, mm. stuff like that. That's, I mean, about time is like. Yeah. It's as good a movie as any we've watched. It's, on it's, pretty, it's pretty solid. It's right. funny and it's it's sad at times. It's it's a good one. I think, yeah. you, I think you would enjoy it. Yeah. It's Margot Robbie before she was Margot Robbie, too. That's a pretty big one. Uh, directed by Richard Curtis, Dom Hall Gleason, Rachel McAdams, Bill Nye, Tom Hollander, Margot Robbie, 2013. Hmm. Check that one out. Uh, that one's just, it, it's a damn good movie. And if you want to go visit uh, Ancient Sparta again, 300 by yeah. director Zack Snyder, Gerard yeah. Butler, Lena Headey, David Wenham, Dominic West, Michael Fassbender, 2006. 
I think that's a universally God damn, that loved movie. That old. That movie turned fifteen this last year. Isn't that crazy? That's I remember watching that in the theater, though. being like, "This shit is watching, amazing." I remember watching the trailer on my dial-up internet over and over again, pumped as shit for that movie to come out. In two thousand five, you had dial-up internet. I lived on. I lived in the middle of nowhere in Raymond, oh. Ohio, sir. He barely <laughs> has cable internet there now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Interview with the vampire. The vampire. Oh, that's Chronicles. a good movie. Yeah, it is. By director Neil Jordan, Brad Pitt, Tom Cruise, Antonio Banderas. I wrote Anton- Antonia. Antonio Antonia Banderas. Antoinette Banderas. <laughs> Kirsten Dunst. Christian Slater. I forgot she's the little kid in that movie. Yeah. yeah. I always forget about Christian Slater. He was one of my favorite actors in the 90s. I love that Slater? guy. Christian Slater, yeah. All right. He was in that one movie that I was, um, what's the one where John Travolta not face off with the other big one? Um, where the nukes in. Face off. Pa- no, um. I forget where he had, where he's boxing him in the beginning. John Travolta and Christian Slater, they're pilots, and they lose the nuke. Um, Face off. No. no. Broken Arrow. Broken Arrow. <laughs> I, 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 I just like where they hijack the stealth bomber. Yeah. I thought that was the greatest movie ever. Lands in the middle of, like, the middle of Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah. Just, Why don't we ever talk about Face Off? That's a good movie. I'm going to take his face. Oh. <laughs> What's the line? What's the line from Superbad? You don't have the financial means or the steady hand to pull that Say what you want about Face Off, man. I mean, Can we just talk about Super Bad for four hours. <laughs> <laughs> like, line of look, I draw penises. About eight percent of kids do it. It's not a big deal. I just, you know, <laughs> Super Bad's a cult classic, man. Dick's That's treasure trove. I've seen Super Bad since it came out. Highly. If yeah. you watch it again, it ages so much better because all that shit's wildly inappropriate now, and you're just like, whoa. Okay. <laughs> Oh yeah, like that was like the last of the you can't you can't use the F word in movies, not 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 F U C K but you know but like that that quite a few times and I still don't understand how the the plot point of them dumping gasoline out of the gas No no, it was tied. Tied whatever it tied was detergent. and then filling it with alcohol and then everybody You're still drinking, drinking detergent. Well he the one guy's doing shots and it's still tinted blue oh, from yeah. the detergent. <laughs> like you're still drinking detergent. Like what the fuck? Well hey. You know. That's when we got the Tide Pod Challenge. Yeah, I'll idea. say, now, now we got Tide Pods, Listen, so. It's all progression in the timeline. <laughs> That's true. All right, and before we get into the trailers, I do want to talk about, uh, we had one important death this week. Oh, yeah, uh, big one. Sidney Poitier. Man, he's a good one. And we always talk about, so these days, movies take a long time to make for a director. Uh, I mean, usually a director, one or two years can make one big movie, or maybe two smaller movies, but back in the day when people used to make when people used to make two or three movies a year in the golden age of Hollywood because they were much simpler back then, less technical. I mean, Sidney Poitier, he, for instance, he did uh, In the Heat of the Night, To Serve With Love, and Guess Who's Coming to Dinner all in 1967. Man, that's, those are good, good movies. Um, but he's a big death. And uh, if you don't know Sidney Poitier, it's worth checking out. He was a trailblazer with cinema. Um, definitely check him out. He has so many great movies to his credit, but In the Heat of the Night is one of the one of my favorites. So we say to we say goodbye to a legend this week, Sidney Poitier. He was ninety four. Yeah. Jeez. Ran it out long. All right, let's talk about some trailers, gentlemen. How about Sonic the Hedgehog two? Yeah, cool. After watching the original Sonic. This just flows right along. Well, where I expect okay, let's to... go back. Did you expect the original Sonic to be as good as it was? Not one bit. It has its problems. Some no, big... I mean, listen, it's not a perfect yeah, movie. It's but not. For but... what it is as a video game movie, yeah. it's pretty high Especially up Sonic the Hedgehog. For a video game movie with CG animation in it, with your main character that has to be animated the entire time, it's actually not that bad. Of a Which, movie. if you remember, they had to redo because the original Sonic looked 
Not great. I worked, <laughs> I worked at GameStop when that happened, when that, all that came out, man. And working in a store like that, people would just come in and they, like, that's, they immediately start talking about bro, it. Bro, what's up with Sonic, bro? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, don't worry, man. What was called the movie? We'll let them know. We're the authority. No, but it's just, it, it's just, Are you? It, it's a big thing. Are you the authority, sir? <laughs> But when they finally changed it, never like, ask right. the fans. <laughs> you know, in this case, though, they did it right. You know, they, mm-hmm. they made him look pretty good. Yeah. And now we get Tails, which we saw at the very mm-hmm. end of the first Sonic movie, and Knuckles. Who, Knuckles. Who, Knuckles who we, are, the... we are greeted very spectacularly as punching Sonic yes. directly in the face. Yeah. Knuckles is a big deal. Voiced by Idris Elba, right? Um, yes. Yeah, Knuckles. And Knuckles is a big deal. I, I kind of wish just for prosperity's sake that it would have been like Sonic 3 that happened, but it's fine. I'll get over it. But then well, they couldn't team up to the fourth did, movie, though. But they, yeah, yeah. Sonic and Knuckles. No, no, it could have been Knuckles early on, first half they're fighting, and then they get together for a bigger threat like they do mm. all that time. I'm sure this movie's going to do very well, though. I mean, I mean, Sonic 2 is going to do they well. They got the mustache right, finally, so I'm happy. Yeah, looks good. Yeah, right? Dr. Robotnik. <laughs> yeah, good yeah. to see Jim Carrey out there doing work, you know what I mean? You know, this kind of role is perfect for him, though. It is. You're not wrong. It goes back to, like, the 90s Ace Ventura roles. Yeah. Which is just uh, completely out there. Jim Carrey. Yeah, it really is. I thought he was fantastic in Kick-Ass 2, though. I liked his character. <laughs> he doesn't the, like uh, it, though. He what was his Island. name in that movie? Like, where he's, like, the Patriot or Mr. something? Mr. Yeah, the, I think, it, I think Captain it's... Captain something. Yeah, I think it's, like, Patriot or something. You should look that up. Yeah. Right, cool, yeah. But I, I don't know. I liked him in that movie. I think that was the last, like, big thing he did for I... Oh, that movie! I hate that movie when like that's one of the moments like when they when he started spoilers from years and years ago. But when he dies in Kick Ass Two, that still pisses me off every time I see it. Yeah, because it's it's just it's asinine and pointless. Yeah. What's his name there, Roger? I don't know. Oh, Cap- <laughs> Captain Guts and Glory or Stars and Glory or something. I don't remember, but Captain Freedom. I really like Kick-Ass. I'm really kind of mad we never the, got the third Kick-Ass The first movie. Kick-Ass was really good. The second one was okay. Yeah. Third, but then it's just in line for the third one to be awesome. You know what I mean? No, we're not like, getting Matthew Vaughn already said no more Kick-Ass. Oh, yeah, I, know, I know. So it's unfortunate. But, yep. Um, okay. Colonel Stars and Stripes. I knew, it, I knew it was Stars and Stripes something. Okay, Colonel Stars and Stripes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, What's less... the woman's name? Night Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're just ridiculously named. Yeah. Well, I'm sure that's what it is in the in the, in the the. Graphic novel. The graphic novel. I mean, yeah. Night, bitch. All right, let's talk about Black Light with Liam Neeson. Hey, look. Another Taken movie. Uh, look, I love Neeson. Just keep giving these to me. One a year, baby. They, they, listen, they do. They really do, though. <laughs> you get one every 365 days. Liam Neeson must shed his skin to stay alive. <laughs> and he does that through the film. But like, I don't... Wait, wait, hold on. So are, are you saying you don't, you don't... You're getting sick of these movies? I mean, some of them are pretty bad. Honest, Some of them are okay. The honesty, the Marksman was, was pretty bad. What was yeah. the other one before that, though? Honesty. Honesty. That, yeah. that one was okay, though. See, I didn't think. I thought that was pretty bad, too. The last oh, one that I enjoyed from there was Cold Pursuit, where he was the snowplow driver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say that's probably accurate. Yeah. Oh, no, what, the, another one. The, the drive where they drove over the ice. What is that? Ice Road? Ice Road Trucker. No, no. the Ice Road. The Ice Road. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty bad, too. That though. was pretty bad because yeah. you watched somebody get squished, and it could have been way more cool than what it was. <laughs> squished. Yeah. I mean, Look, that's the nicest way to put it. Here's the thing. Liam Neeson does what he does, and he does it well. I don't have a problem with it. It's when they start... I mean, they, they, they must be making tons of money, though, does or they wouldn't keep making it. still do it well, though? Yeah. Okay. Well, listen, at least in the ice road, I believe that he could have been a grizzled, gnarly old trucker. Yeah, right, yeah. That, I could see that. But it's also his voice, too. I mean, he has a... Yeah, he has he's a, got some quality pipes on him. <laughs> he has the J- James Earl Jones, you know, they Liam Neeson. They should just Neeson. spend a lot of money to get a CG animated version of Liam Neeson. Whenever they do action... Just immortal? So they just, should just regenerate put him in. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they should regenerate him, you're right. 
It's a little hint to it. His, so his, fight, cho- his fight choreography is a little off. Well, that's why he should only do gunplay. I, I agree. Actually, lately I've been noticing that he's been slapping a lot of people, which well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm it's okay hard, with. It's easier on the hands. Seriously, <laughs> it's, it's easier to slap somebody than just to punch them. Yep. I'm, I'm okay with it. But look, I mean, if you're in these movies, you're into it. If you, if you don't like them, you're just not going to be into it's it. It's just so more of the same, bro. Yeah, I mean, we just tune in now to watch the dance. I mean, same reason you watch John Wick. You you, you, you watch it to watch the dance. No, I still believe that John Wick could beat the shit out of somebody with his hands. <laughs> I no longer believe that with Liam Neeson. <laughs> That's fair. Liam Neeson, if you'd like to come on the show to defend your <laughs> this, is, this is like his fourth invitation, so Liam, well, we're kind of getting impatient. You're being a little rude. Um, yeah, so, oh, you hear John Wick was pushed back to 2023. No. Yeah. yeah. It, it happened, but... It's probably because he had to cut his hair for the Matrix. <laughs> yeah, that's probably accurate. Got to grow that mane back. <laughs> but, I mean, look, John... Look, I'm excited for John Wick. Somebody said Aaron Rodgers looks like John Wick, and he I kind of does, And though. I died. <laughs> he kind of <laughs> does. He's got that long, like, fake ponytail thing going on All right, right now. Pam and Tommy, what do we think? Oh, buddy, there's a lot going on here. Sebastian it's about Stan. the legendary sex tape between uh, Pamela Anderson and uh, Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy. Um, Tommy Lee, not Tommy Lee Jones. Oh, sorry, Tommy Lee. I said Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, okay, wow. that's Ew. my mistake. Tommy Lee. Ew, gross. Uh, I mean, I mean, go Tommy. Oh, good, good for Tommy Lee. Go Jones. Tommy. Yeah, um, all right, Lily, Lily James and Sebastian Stan, of course. As Sebastian Stan looks wild. He does. He does. Lily, Lily James look great. I, look, I just hope it's 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 a good rated R comedy. What do we think this is going to be akin to? Not your average rated R comedy, but it'll be like. I have no idea. Is it going to be like Don John? Remember that movie with JGL and Scarlett Johansson? Like the. I don't know. I just hope it's it's entertaining. We haven't really. Oh, this is oh, my mistake. This is a series this on is Hulu. A series, yeah. a series on on Hulu. So. That that makes me much less interested to watch it. I don't know though. I gotta be honest. If it's, legitimately, if it's an R rated, kind of in that camp. If it's an R rated series in on camp Hulu, too? that's mm-hmm. just here's the thing. We talked. What's the meme going around now? Hey, I have one ten hour movie for you to watch. And people are like, No, 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 I'll never do that. All right, I have a ten episode show on Netflix. It's one hour each. You'll love it. People are like, Hell yeah! Well, let's see, go. that's what I like. Okay, so that's what I like about shows now is. This has got a good cast, too, and that's we're, important. Well, we're talking about... I just introduced several people to Ted, Ted Lasso, and they watched it straight through. Amazing show. But they've already said, what, three three seasons done. That's what they're saying. But, I mean, winning seven or eight Emmys might change their mind a little bit. But I hope they just do three and out, because I don't want it to be weak and diluted. And So Pam and Tommy is like a ten-episode miniseries yeah. done. I'm fine with miniseries that. Miniseries is different than, you know, series to me. Yeah, yeah, I just but, don't know how many people this is going to draw in. Because because honestly, it's going to be an older crowd that knows even what this is to begin with. So I think that's where the star power matters, though. Who they have? Maybe. I mean, does Stan really bring that many people in? Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't. He looks incredible. Hold on, hold on. Who do you think's the pull in that one? Sebastian Stan or? Lily well, James. Well, my wife's going to watch it because Sebastian Stan, so... I Same. Mean, I mean, Lily James. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's shirtless, takes a swig of beer, and then cocks a shotgun at one point during this. You weren't here for that? I <laughs> That's fair. I, I, mean, I, I, I guess my point is, this is going to be on a streaming platform, and your older audience isn't fully on board with that yet. We see that every day at work. So it's just one of those what? things... So I just don't know how like, who this audience is supposed to be for. And if they're going to reach who they want to reach, that's the only thing I, I don't see. Because I'm not, I don't care about this at all. I'm not going to watch this unless we watch it for the show. I, would, I bet it's hilarious, though. I, I would prefer it be a film. That's just me, though. It, it, like, well, you know, it gets you don't. Again, though, you can't do a ten-hour movie. 
you can make a ten yeah. hour show. Yeah, I get it. Well, I mean, we'll see how 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 the reviews go and stuff. Which I want to bring up one thing, Chris. So you and I we're gonna we're gonna this week or next. Chris and I are gonna do a special interest episode in the Arcane mm-hmm. uh, from Netflix dealing with the League of Legend characters. Now I want to ask you a question. Now mm-hmm. it's getting insane reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, mm-hmm. but insanely good reviews. Well, that's my point. Insanely good reviews, but isn't that a little jaded? No one's gonna watch that. that doesn't. Anyone who's watched that knows what League of Legends is, or they know the characters. So how are you going to... See, isn't that a little skewed then? Maybe at first. But when it blows up and then people go, okay, I need to look at this. I think you're, I think you're pulling in and like from like the, the second half of your reviews on, like for example, I think those are pulling in people that don't know what this is. Or okay, fair enough. Because you know I I mean? it, it got big enough to where, okay, maybe I do have to pay attention to this. Because everyone that isn't into that kind of thing, they roll their eyes, oh, it's about League of Legends, never mind. I won't even watch it. Dismissively, right? right? Kind of like, you know, yeah. how, how my your situation was talking about it. You know, and then it does. it's doing well, doing well, doing well, doing well. It's like, okay, maybe we should pick a peek at this. And hell, it's, it, it ends up being, you know, not a, not a bad watch. So, so. That, was my, that was my question. Yeah. But. I mean, for something like Spider Man, no way. If you're not into if you're not into the MCU, you're not going to watch Spider Man. You're not going to start on movie twenty six, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. So why would you give it a negative score? Like, why would? That's my point. Is like, isn't the Rotten Tomatoes way of doing things a little off? Yeah, but couldn't you say that about any movie then? Though, like, like say if a, Term- a Terminator movie comes out, is it only Terminator fans are going to watch this? And then it gets and then it gets bombed. It does bad. And when they would just review it well, though, if they're you had Terminator to break fans, my heart again, didn't you? I'm just using that as, as, as something. That's actually get. a good example because. Some of these Terminator movies aren't bad movies if they were their own film, mm-hmm. but when you put them in line of something else, people are like, "Well, it's not as good as this, so it can't." If I gave that movie a ten, this movie can't. It's only yeah. half as good. And, as the, and those are and those are the fans of, of that product giving it a bad review. So they could do the, the all the League of Legends fans quote, could do the same thing. They could also, watch it go, "Oh, this is crap." There are and no vomit. qualifications to actually review movies. No, if true. any people know that, it's us. I mean, and <laughs> <laughs> three idiots talking about movies. Right. Movie. Yeah, yeah. Never trust. Never listen to some asshole on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> Did you tell your mom? That? Yes, yeah, I did. Yeah. As I turned my own podcast off. <laughs> All right, let's. Speaking of that, let's talk about the boys season three teaser. Maybe the greatest thing ever. Okay, so I'll start with this one. With the tra- like, I was kind of like surprised about what kind of thing that it is. It's just Starlight and Homelander smiling into a camera as Homelander is just gritting his teeth and like the, snarling the smarmiest smile you can yeah. possibly produce. And then it goes on for like ten seconds and it hard cuts and it just says season three yeah. whatever. And then it goes to like this minute long commercial with the deep cleaning up this <laughs> this beach. Trust me, people. It's funny. Yep. You should watch it. Yep. It's it's in a, like it's inappropriate, but like the boys has embraced that they're pushing boundaries, being inappropriate. Um, the, that's why that's what makes the boys great. Is just letting Billy Butcher just say the c word over and over again. Like that's just, that's what makes it great. It's just I'm excited for Billy. They should just they should do a Billy Butcher spinoff. Do you guys think this is a Billy Butcher spinoff? He he's already the show. It wouldn't be a spinoff. Or you just call it the boys. <laughs> The boy. You know what I mean, though. The boy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but Billy Billy Butcher is. I mean, he is the best character, the same as like Roy Kent in Ted Lasso. Like he just sure. makes the show. Oh, what it is. Well, yeah, but that's you know. That, that's I your mean, star. some people would say that Ted Lasso is the star of Ted Lasso. I, but you and I, Roger, know Roy Kent is amazing. He's incredible. He's, <laughs> he's an incredible human being. He's awesome. I just watched all of season two again. God, that's such a good show. Such a great show. You watch it yet, Chris? I'm not. Nope. I'm, I'm watching Arcane for you. You can't even watch Ted Lasso. I watch a lot of a lot of movies for you, Grayson. Mm, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> Not all much right, for him. Uh-huh. Oh, all right, a little bit for you. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> I appreciate that. That's right. All right, gentlemen, let's talk about American underdog. What do you say? All right. Let's talk about some football. Football. But let's talk about some sports ball. Sports ball. Ooh. All right. As Susan dictates, <laughs> the, 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 new, uh, the new tradition is looking at the tomato meter first of 74%. Audience score, 98 yeah, that's probably right. Now, yeah. that's a good example of people I, are that go to see this mm-hmm. are going to be fans of what you're watching. So that's, probably so. That's an easily well, skewed. Topic. Hang on, I, I would like a I have a counterpoint to this okay. just because of personal experience. So I saw this movie first time in a long time. I went to the movies on a Saturday night. All right, okay. to see the Kurt Warner special. Well, you know, it, it was either that or I watched it during the day today, and it you yeah. know it's didn't easier. work out that way. No, yep. it didn't. Last night was the better thing. In our movie theater, there were only like 13 people. Okay, it wasn't, wasn't a lot. It's more than I thought it would well, be that, though. Hold on, I'll get to why there were 13. Ah. Okay, there are, there was an older couple, me and my wife, another couple probably approximately our age, and a guy by himself. And then there were like five or six 12 to 14-year-old girls oh, no. in our movie. I have no idea why they are in this film. And they talk all through the trailers. And listen, I've spoken for a while. I don't give a shit what you do in any trailers. When the lights go down, shut you the shut up. the fuck up. Right? <laughs> there are rules here. Yep. And people, they were people act- have paid for an experience. Well, okay. yeah. But they were actually fine for like three quarters of the movie. Didn't make a peep. And then at like the hour 15 mark, off the rails. Huh. And I'm like, why are you even in this movie? Because <laughs> they could like, sneak into well, something else. Here's the thing. Sing was next door. Right. Like literally, like I thought at first when they followed us into the screening that they were in the in the wrong movie. Yeah. Sing was in scene three or screen three. We were in screen four. Like the doors are side by side. Like the movie starts and they like look. They just get up and walk yeah, out. Yeah. Like, oh, yep. no, never happened. Mm. <laughs> I mean, it just blew my mind. Like one, I don't usually go to movies on Saturday nights. I'm an afternoon movie guy. Yep. That's where that's. I get a better experience. That's my wheelhouse. Some, yeah. I'm comfortable there. You know, I go outside of my comfort zone. This is how I was rewarded. Thanks. <laughs> Thank I saw, you, the, I saw the one before you, so yeah. yeah. Um, I, movie I, there, I saw it like Monday or Tuesday. Like <laughs> there, was, there was probably about that 13, 14 people in my screening as well. That's why I was so surprised we wasn't doing better than 18 million after two weeks. That, yeah. that kind of sucks. I mean, after watching the movie, I understand why. It's yeah, yeah. This, this is, is a fine movie, though. Th- it, it, it is. This is a specific crowd movie, though. This movie is, a, at its core, a religious movie based around sports. Yes. Uh, it is definitely religious-driven. We haven't talked about one of these in a while, I think, since... What was the one where the kid fell through the ice? Oh, the one that made you angry? No, no. No, 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 that's a different movie. That's a different ice thing? Dumbass okay. kids fall that's, through that's ice. That's five feet apart. Um, Six feet, yeah. Five feet apart. Um, I, I don't. I know what you're talking about, though. Yeah, when yeah, where the kid falls through the ice, he's underneath for like a half hour, and a guy they pull him out, and he's like, "I'll look it up," because that's the last religious over, like overly religious movie we talked yeah. about. There've um, been one since we just didn't talk about him. Well, I mean, normally it's not really how we do things. You saw something about a Jesus star or something. Well, when it comes out, it comes out. But they're always streaming the last year or two. So, all right, cast: Zachary Levy, Kurt Warner, Anna Paquin, of course, Brenda Warner. Breakthrough. Breakthrough. That's right. Okay. And uh, Dennis Quaid is Dick Vermeil. He looks terrible. Dennis Quaid. <laughs> he looks terrible. Um, Bryce Dale. Brock Bauer as young Matt Warner. Bo Hart as young Kurt Warner. And Bruce Miguel as Jim Foster. Uh, directed by John Irwin, Andrew Irwin. 
All right, so let's talk about Roderick. Can you just give everyone who is Kurt Warner. Like, just sum it up. Who is Kurt Let Warner? Let Chris tell you who Kurt Warner Kurt, is. Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner is a quarterback best known for his time with the, at the time, uh, St. Louis Rams, which are now the L.A. Rams, uh, who during their one of their seasons actually went to the Super Bowl. It was magical known, as, known as the magical miracle season for them, where they went and won the Super Bowl at a time that they really didn't have any business winning one. So. Yeah, he, uh, he showed up there after a long journey to get to where he got to. And... 28-year-old rookie. <laughs> yeah. Or whatever he... I think he was, was like 28 at the time. Pop yeah. Warner. And that's, when, that's what this movie's about. This movie isn't a movie about Kurt Warner, the Rams quarterback. It's about Kurt Warner, the man, and his journey to become that. That's a good way to... I would have said the... I mean, I don't know much about sports ball. But... Great to know sports. Um, that's a good way to put it, though. That's a great way to put it, actually. That's how Chris Chris saw this far earlier than I didn't describe to me that way. And after watching it, it's a very accurate description. It really is an accurate description. And the good thing about Kurt Warner is he is generally regarded as, like, a good dude. And seeing this story, I understand why. Yeah. I mean, if half of this stuff is true, and I'm sure most of it is, all right. Yeah. I I get you, Kurt. Mm -hmm. You're a good dude. And that's, I, I like stories like this, though. Yeah. You know, it's like it shows well, what kind of man inspirational. He is. Yeah, right, right. yeah. it can be right. Yeah, I mean, Kurt Warner's story doesn't fit the mold of most sports stories. Period. No, this... Or most people's stories of their lives. Yeah. You know what he does in this outside of the sports world is pretty phenomenal as a normal person. Yeah. So. Now this this is that story you get of a guy in sports that like he's not. Like, this isn't the usual one, like Roger said. Because the usual story is, you know, kid grows up, kid plays for X high school, plays for kid X college. Kid is a star, yeah, stays and, a star, yeah. is a star the whole time. Hey, yeah, has some turmoil in his college years, you know, might not, almost doesn't make it, gets injured or something, but makes it, you know, to play football and, you know, makes history. This guy almost didn't do any of that. And you get to see his story behind the whole thing. And him and his, and you get to see a lot about his wife, too. which there's Stuff a, I didn't know about his wife, yeah. too. There's he's a good no, story there. He's no Jonathan Moxon. <laughs> oh my God! Oh man! I don't want Moxon at my window. <laughs> I don't want your laugh. That's uh, one of the great lines of that. Chris, you have seen Varsity Blues. I right? have seen Varsity Blues. So uh, that's a good back movie, when Alex was we're making fun of that by every now and he had never seen it, so he gave him the homework assignment. They yeah, had yeah. to go watch Varsity Blues. He thought it was incredible. <laughs> like it's the, it's the it's an insane movie. Yeah, yeah. But it's not a bad movie. No, it's it's a very well written. It's movie. hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's it's it's, it's wildly it's, inappropriate. It's got that late '90s charm to yeah. it with all the young stars and you know, especially John Voight. You were introduced to John Voight like point of view shot when he goes like you know like the 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 Heil Hitler. I mean, we're, that's I mean, mm-hmm. villain. Boy, if anyone's a villain, it's that. Yeah. So yeah, that I mean, movie that, might but, be cursed because a lot of those people are dead now. Paul Walker. Paul Walker, yeah. the guy that played Billy Bob, his younger brother, they're all dead. Mm. Jeez. <laughs> Something to think about when you go to sleep at night, folks. Yeah. I mean, what's his face? His career is dead. What's the Dawson's Creek? Van Vanderbeek? Beak? The Beak? Oh, let's get back to Kurt Warner. Let's get <laughs> back to Kurt Warner. If you really want to talk about this, I'll go all night. <laughs> I, don't want, I don't want your life. One of the great lines of that movie. Um, you know, I would fight that. I would defend that movie. That movie had some great scenes in it, though. I really does have great scenes. I thought we were scenes. getting back to the other movie. We are. Okay. But I'm, I'm just saying, like, don't make fun of <laughs> Falsely Blues. I love that movie. Not that I love but it's got great scenes. Anyway, so, okay. Let's talk about Kurt Warner's story in American Underdog. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's talk about Zachary Levi. Hold on. Oh. I have breaking news. Okay. Well, breaking. Actual breaking news. Bob Saget has died at age 65. Bob Saget? Yeah, he had a, yeah Bob Saget is dead. Yeah. 
Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's Sorry to thing. bring that down, but somebody just sent like, "Did you hear about Bob Saget?" <laughs> and I'm like, "No." I'm leaving now. Listen, That's one of the things about Danny movie. Tanner. All right. All jokes aside, I'll talk about Bob Saget for one second because back when we were in college, when we played like the original Halo together land party. Every one of the group of my people were always one of the guys from Full House. Okay, yeah. Like, I was always Bob Saget. My buddy was always Dave Coulier. <laughs> always John Stamos, which is hilarious when it says you've been killed by Bob Saget. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back to the show. <laughs> All right, let's talk about American Underdog then. Let's talk about Kurt Warner for a second. Let's talk about Kurt Warner. Well, not Kurt Warner, but Zachary Levi. Zachary Levi. I thought – I wasn't – I've been impressed with Zachary Levi and things he's been in, such as Shazam. I was really impressed I was say, this with is him a, in this, this movie. This is the first time he's like, he's had like a role outside of his usual goofy guy self, right? And he does really he does good here. There's nothing wrong with his acting in this. He he definitely pulls no the and role. and and the one the scenes that really test that are the really are the tender scenes. Yeah, the ones that require the the connection to it between. But by, by the way. He's playing. How old is the guy he's playing supposed to be? So that's so that's what I wanted to get. He's at. like thirty eight or forty. And yeah, and is forty one. Yeah. So I mean, so so when when he's he's when they're playing him as you know young Kurt, it's when he doesn't look old until he's next to either a a really young kid or he's next to a coach because he looks like the same, same age, age as the coaches. As the coach. Yeah, yeah he, age looks a little off. He's forty one. Yeah. Oh, so, so Anna must be thirty. Okay, she's almost forty. Yeah. So I mean, that's they're, the, they're playing people in their twenties. Uh, yeah. Oh, like twenty two. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't like when they. Well, do that. so we it's get to tough. see him first as a quarterback as a fifth year senior. Mm-hmm. So he's probably twenty two, maybe twenty three at the oldest. Yeah, he's supposed to be twenty two. I think. Is yeah. When, is so was. Yeah. Yep. It's a little awkward, and you can definitely tell when, especially when, he, like I said, when 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 he's with like the coaches. It's like, oh man, this is a little. You, you look old, Zach. Like that's the only time it's a little rough. Other than that, I love that he never changes his facial hair nope. in any capacity. He always got like the same exact same amount of scruff. Yeah, yeah. On his. <laughs> like, listen, I get it. Sometimes you grow a beard for a couple of days. Also, sometimes you shave mm-hmm. because you can't always have that amount of stubble without really trying to have that amount of stubble. As a guy with a beard, oh yeah, Grayson, you'll never understand that. That's yeah, all right, man. You'll get that. Thanks for that. Yep. Deep, deep stab. In the <laughs> uh, okay, back to Kurt Warren. All right, so let's talk about that for one second. So yeah, so but Zachary and Anna Packard, they do a they, they do an okay job. They do a good job, I think. Um, I think more her than him on some of the some of the scenes she carries it because I mean I just think she's a better actress. She's also had way more time to be a better actress than Zachary Levi does anyway. So that's, I mean, but there's there's, there's no slight here against Zachary Levi. Yeah, well, he I mean, doesn't find if job. If you were wondering if Zachary Levi could do a serious role, I mean, here, here here's your proof that he can do it, you know? Yeah. Because up until this point, I can't think of anything he was in that is that lends itself to a little more seriousness, and he does good here. So yeah, at, least, at least now, you know, like someone can say, all right, he's has his chops for this, let's get him for this, that, or the he other. He at least do some dramatic. Yep. Yeah, of course. And it's, see, so the reason I, ju- I, I like sports movies like this is, it doesn't require you to be a fan of football to enjoy, you know, a lot like Moneyball. Remember that one back in two thousand eleven or whatever. Whatever that was. That's a, a hell of a movie. And it's not like people are like I don't like baseball. I'm like, well, it's not a it's it's not an inside baseball movie. Yeah, it's not it's, a baseball movie. It's a movie with baseball, with baseball in, in it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, they 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 make it so you don't have to know the ins and outs of football. That movie's about math. Mm-hmm. Well, it Which is even more riveting than <laughs> right? baseball. Right. I mean, <laughs> that. makes you think that. But that well, goddamn, if you make it good, we'll watch it. <laughs> I mean, Brad Pitt, he's. He's at his best in that movie. He's sure. so good in that movie. I mean, Jonah Hill right there. Yeah. I, 
I, I, I like a few different movies by Brad Pitt more than Moneyball, but Moneyball's up there. Fair. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Are back to you, American Underdog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Taking a couple different detours. But <laughs> we're, we're, we're back here. It's all, so right. it's all relevant. How they tell this story. So he is a, he's a fifth-year college senior. Some people notice him, not a whole lot. He's trying to be drafted, and people keep telling him, uh, Division One. Wait, is it Division One? At the time, it was Division One AA. Division One Double A's don't get drafted. It's just not going to happen. And his friends are like, I've accepted, so should you. And Zachary was like, or Curse, like, I'm not going to accept this. He tries and tries and tries. Um, he, he ends up being a stock boy in the grocery store at a, at a high V grocery store, as you know from watching the trailer. Um, he ends up getting some interest from the Packers. Hmm. It goes uh, tell, well. Tell him how long that career went. <laughs> One day, yes. <laughs> About thirty hours. Yeah, yeah. yeah oh, that was fantastic. He gets called. He gets called on the field. So he doesn't have a playbook. Let's wait for another day. And the coach calls him in the office and lets him go because of that. I mean, yeah. look, the coach probably made the right call. I mean, if in all honesty, yeah. If you're not, I mean, they had Brett Favre. Yeah, from his perspective, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine having to stalk the shelves with the guy that you could have been in place of <laughs> on, on the Wheaties box? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what. Oh man, talk about insult to injury. And that's another thing is like this movie. There's not a lot of like cursing in it. There's not a lot of bad language. Not much, really. Which it's is PG. So which is what I like, and especially with the with his friend in the store, his other his other um his other like store clerk buddy, who's like they end up throwing the you know like the the oatmeal. The thing like, yeah. at him and he yeah, it's just it's very it's charming in its own right. It's you know what I mean. Is that fair to yeah, say? No, yeah. I think that's I think that's a good way to put it. And it's, he's like, one day you're going to be there and just get it done. And then, of course, Kurt does get it done. And it's just, you know, for, for, for the bookend of that, that's, you know, that's what I'd like to be, what I'd like to see as a charming part of it. Mm-hmm. There's, what I mean, I don't know anything about Kurt Warner. What about what about Kurt Warner did you guys not know that you guys learned in this one? Either one of you guys. Uh, the, I actually didn't know about the Packers thing until this movie. Okay. So I had no idea that, that was even a thing. And I found it hilarious <laughs> once I learned about it. So. It was hilarious. I didn't know about his son. Oh, okay, yeah. His adopted son. His adopted son, yep. Which is still defying all the odds. Yeah. Which is I mean, I think incredible. that's a cool story. Yeah. Like, I assume that when they you know, when they're writing stories that are, you know, mostly true stories like these these generally are. Obviously there's some embellishment for T V or, you know, movie. But I assume that the scenario that plays out the first time he meets him when he goes to their house. I assume most of that played out that way, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah. th- you wouldn't get the liberty to make that up. Yeah. Like, that has to be based on something. And that's that's really cool, you know, because not everybody is like that. You know, you wouldn't just want to welcome that opportunity to, one, some people aren't even nice to kids like that, Yeah. let alone to welcome that as part of your life. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a hard road, man, and not everybody's built for that. So. It's not wrong though, especially because I mean, she's also a single. Brenda's a single mother, single mother of two, two. kids, and and you know one of them is you know special needs. Um, it's not the easiest road for her. I I guess the I get, I I could have done a lot with a lot less of the whole. On her, on her end, well, it's not going to work. So let's just end it now. Like they do, they use that in two. But or three I, I scenes. think that's probably something that must have happened because of the way they keep going back to the well with it. But you know what though, she's been down that road. She. She's had relationships that they go so far, and they realize that this is all a package deal. And if you can't, if you're, it's either all in or all out. And I just need to know if you're out, it's fine. Go live your life. I won't hold it against you. And I feel like she would have held it against him, though. <laughs> a little bit. But, <laughs> but yeah. you know. Yeah. But uh, it's, well, Roger alluded to it. It's something that she's used to. She's seen this dance before. So, no, I, you know, and she probably wasn't expecting, you know, someone to stay and, 
Neil Curry ended up being well, the guy. Well, my issue is going back to it again and again and again. Like, if it, if it happens once in a movie, we get hey. that happens. Chicks, bro. It's just... It goes like that sometimes. Um, <laughs> good take. <laughs> real, real, real question that I would ask in this that's something that I couldn't spin my wheels in my brain about. So... He's 22, 23. Let's call him 23, the oldest, Okay. when he meets Brenda, right? How old is Brenda? She's got to be much, like, she looks much older than him. She feels much older than I, him. I didn't think about that. How, I, I would how imagine... old do you think the kid is in that, the older one? Zach. That'd be 10, right? Yeah, I was going to say 10, 11. So, I mean, I would she's got to be in her 30s. I would imagine Brenda's either 28, 29, or, thir- or yeah. 30 in her yeah, 30s. Well, I assume 30s because she was in the military when she got pregnant. So she was out of high school. Has to be at least 18. That's right. Yeah. So assume that she had a year or two of military service. She's, I don't know. But yeah, like that's something that I never, I couldn't quite click that together in my brain. Yeah. But. I would have... Uh, Anna Paquin really must have wanted to do this because, I mean... As a producer of this film, when you're casting it, you're like, Anna, you're 41, playing a 20-something-year-old. I don't think you can do this. You know, but, I mean, she must have, right? Is that what we're assuming? She must have really wanted this well, role. Well, when, when we've seen other movies like this that are in this, in this she's like... She's four years older than him in real life, so... Okay. okay, let's assume that she's, like, 28. Yeah, okay. Okay, because at least that fits the timeline yeah. better. Okay. And, well, I mean, like, we've seen this before in these, in these Christian stuff, in these Christian movies where, like, these, well, religious movies, I should say is that we see a few big actors come up in these every now and then, and it's probably because they really want to be here. They want to be part of the yeah, story. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not so much of... And, and I think the people making these movies, I think they kind of just... Yeah, absolutely you can do this, because otherwise... They not, need them. Yeah, otherwise you're not going to get the talent that they're looking for, most likely, until unless someone wants to do this. What was the one we saw with the, the guy that plays the songs, and the dad was... Uh, I can only imagine. Yeah, and, and the dad That's was... That's the last one we watched yeah. that was religious. Okay. Yeah, and, that was and, last and, year. And, was, yeah. and the dad was... was by, he has the... Like the best line delivery scene in the movie, right? And that's that's and, Gary Sinise. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they got him, and he it's because he wanted to be there, most likely. You know what I mean? And that's probably what happened with Anna Paquin, right? Yeah. She wants to be here to do this movie, most likely. Is how they get her. And they're not going to tell her, "Oh, are you sure you want to do this?" It's like, "Okay, yeah, please come on and help." Well, they're like, "Hey, I, I got somebody's interest." And they're like, "Who's like Anna Paquin?" Like, cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, tell I her wonder, it's hers if she wants it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Especially with the do and like, and then when they when they show you the those clips in the end of the actual people like that's pretty close it is. So, well so you know i'm something i'm not surprised about anymore in any of these movies that are like true stories about people they always get it pretty damn close it's actually, gotten a lot better than yeah they, they, now years ago it was a problem yep but it's <laughs> a lot better now yeah that's what i mean like anymore they, they land it pretty close to the mark and impressively so well, especially with visuals and looks oh and yeah clothing and mannerisms mm-hmm. yeah they're usually pretty good yeah. about that which of course makes it a better especially if you know anything about the it's people, better experience it yeah, better, yeah. Um, so let's give me well we segue into I wanna because do you think the faith aspect of this movie was a major player for Zachary or Anna to play their characters? Maybe both. Yeah. It could be well, both. Well my question is I don't Yeah. I wonder if it was because I mean the faith although it's kind of a minor it's not a uh, sorry, I should say minor. They don't punch minor. you in the face with it's an undertone, yeah, yeah, but exactly. it's it's always there. And it's always especially it's with there. especially with Kurt's character, with Zachary's character is he's always you know, I wanna thank the man above and like it's like like because that's how he wasn't. That's how Kurt mm-hmm. Warner is. That's so, a big, yeah, that, that's a big thing in sports, though, too. You know, about you know, at least a third of your guys playing in all major sports are you know, they're a lot of times they are religious. 
And so it's just a, not an uncommon thing. Well, especially with all the anyway. praying that happens before matches, big, yeah, before games. big, big events. Yeah, of course. There's I a legendary that. line from Dennis Leary that God is a huge Green Bay Packers fan. <laughs> yeah, I won't, get into, I won't get into what leads to that point here on this show, but trust me, it's worth the listen. Yeah. Fair enough. Hilarious. <laughs> um, so wildly inappropriate. I would. I think the faith is maybe less for Zachary Levi and more about a different opportunity that he hasn't gotten yet. And sure. The faith thing is probably heavier on Anna Paquin's side. Oh, I imagine he was he here. was attached to this before anyone else. Well, listen, was. when you get him to come on the show, we'll ask. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I hope so. I'm I'm praying for it. Lil Ray Howery just signed on our show as well, <laughs> so I'm excited about that. Um, I just need five seconds from them. <laughs> so my, my my plan is to one day have our opening no longer be the song, but just like a bunch of celebrities saying, "Hey, I'm such and such. You're listening to podcast. This is Zachary Levy. <laughs> You're listening for the love of cinema. Yeah, that's it. It's all we need. It's all we need. Two and a half seconds max. I will make it. Or even work. just him saying his name. I'm Zachary Levick. And then just, <laughs> just, cut it, just cut it off there. Like, can we use this? Yes, but nothing but my name. Okay. What's the name of this shit? Fucking I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that's what I want to use. What's the name of this? Fucking I don't care. <laughs> All right, thanks, buddy. Uh, oh, Going back to the faith aspect of it. <laughs> Fucking I don't care. I would imagine that was a pretty big. Um, I also want to talk about, so, Quaid. I was going to say, Dennis Quaid, too, would be a, a guy that's there. What is it, Roger? Roderick? Correct if I'm wrong, Quaid was the coach in the Express as well. Yes. That was an early marquee move for me. Was that was So he's been a football coach a number of times now. Maybe even more than that, I don't know. Who's the coach in any given sense? Is that Pacino? That was Pacino. Oh, that Pacino. Okay. So that Quaid. wild. I actually don't mind Dennis Quaid in this. I, I think he does. The only other experience I have with Dick Vermeil is... In the what's the Invincible? Invincible, yeah, with Mark Wahlberg. So um, we're at the movies yesterday, I'm watching this. My wife goes, "Dick Vermeil, is that the guy from Invincible?" <laughs> and I was like, "You mean the legendary head coach? Yes, that's the same person <laughs> of the Eagles." <laughs> yeah, yeah, but he takes a huge hiatus. He takes a huge time off. He, he took he like ten years. He took like a decade off. Yeah, fourteen years. He said. Um, so that I can imagine for Quaid, it might have been a pull too, though. Mm-hmm. The religious. But, no, so, well, hold on. Let's talk about stuff, though, right? Let's talk about Dennis Quaid for a second. How long do you think he actually had to shoot this? I, I imagine he was I in and out in two, forty-eight hours. At two days in and out. Like, yeah, good done. Because all of his scenes, as you know, were either in the in the boardroom or standing yeah. on top of that. That's it. That's he doesn't it. have any no other worries. time. And maybe I think, like one cutaway. I think he went to makeup in the morning, shot his scenes, and left the next day. Yeah, of course, of course. That's half a mil done. Quaid, Quaid, we need you two million bucks. You're out in two days. He's like, so all right. We're going to give you seventy-two hour buffer just in case you have any flight trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that's yeah. Of yeah, quarantine for two days. We big need big stars like yeah, big stars like that. Of course. Of course, um, yeah. So I liked Quaid in this. I I don't. I'm the guy who doesn't mind like big stars doing roles like this. A lot of people have problems. I just don't. If they're there, why not? If I don't you know. Can, I, if you I, can get I them. I don't know why you'd have big problems with. That. Or is it? Or is it? Is it because the argument of like someone uh, like you should give a littler guy a chance in a smaller? Well, no, I don't know what the, what the argument that people are. But I remember uh, Quaid in the Express. People are like, he's not that code. I'm like, ah, I thought he did okay. Like, that, yeah. he's an actor. That's what actors do. Is actors, they, yeah. they be a persona of somebody else. But I don't mind Quaid in this one. I don't. I don't think he. I don't know anything about Dick Vermeil either, though. It's so. fine. I mean, you probably you guys have more knowledge about Dick Vermeil than I do. But you can insert ex football coach to a lot of these characters, and that's all. So, I mean, it's fair, anyway. fair. Yeah. That's, you know, that, that makes sense. At least they portrayed Mark Mike Martz yeah. accurately. Yeah, yeah, well, but, so, yeah. That was that was pretty good. I wanted he really looked like him too. He did. That was fucking yeah. weird. <laughs> what I what I really wanted the Vermeil character to do was reference. Because of course he had done that with 
What's Vince Papali. Vince Papali from... Yeah, well, I, I want him to say that. Well, but, I think that's... Okay, so they can't out and out say that probably because of licensing rules. But yeah. I think that's implied. Like, hey, I've given people a chance before, and I think there's something special with you, and that's why I'm not going to cut you. Now, Legend, Legend is right. Dick Vermeil, he has the sight. He must, have got a, he, he must have got a fortune cookie or two back in the oh, day. Don't give, Wisdom. <laughs> don't, don't give him this. Wisdom. Don't give him We need to let this die or else we'll never No, I want never will die. <laughs> I assure you of this. I want him to heckle you every day at work, Chris. Um, I actually so, have somebody at work that says, thank you for that wisdom, Roger, every time I say something. I have nothing to do with it. Roger's that. like pure charisma. It's, it, it makes me mad sometimes how charismatic he is. Charisma. It's fine. Um, there are some points in the story, true or not, uh, when, for example, they took the road trip to – they were going to go – they were going somewhere and they broke down the snow. That has to be real. And he had to run like miles – to, to get the gas All can. of a sudden, the movie looks like an apocalypse. Well, he, he comes he comes back. I'm like, I was like, oh, I did the audible gas. I'm like, are they, is one of the, the kids going to be dead? The whole family dead. <laughs> no, we get that. Don't laugh that, Chris. But you know what, though? So we get that oh shit moment a little bit later, though, with his mm. family. Oh, of course. Like, yeah. that, like I, didn't, I didn't know anything about that. No, did you? Either. No, I didn't, I didn't know like, that in this movie. When he gets the call, because, so, okay, let's, let's not just talk about this movie for a second, because we're just talking about parts of it. So the story is, so Kurt goes undrafted, okay? Him and Brenda become a thing. They struggle financially for a long time. They live with her parents at his house. Um, you know, he has a nice heart-to-heart with the dad, says, yes, I want to marry her. You know, when we get some money to do it, and, you know, dad gives him the approval. You know, dad seems like a stand-up dude, yeah. right? Seems like an okay guy. He gets the approval, and, you know, they, they get this shot, where so they end up... Uh, like, they have this crappy little apartment while she's in nursing school and all this stuff, like, struggling to keep the lights on and blah, blah, blah. That's how he ends up being the stock guy at the Hy-Vee. And eventually it leads him to a thing where he's going to start doing arena ball or at least gets an offer to do arena ball. And while all this is happening, you know, him and Brenda have this huge fight during the arena ball. Like, as they're about to go to the, what is it? no when they're starting arena ball, right? Yeah. They're starting arena ball. They have this huge fight, and they basically break up, right? And a couple of days later, he gets this frantic phone call from Brenda. It's about her parents, where they had moved to in Arkansas, had got obliterated by this tornado. Um, And, I mean, like, just wiped off the map, basically. And that's what brings... Which which does happen. Which does happen. It it brought them back together. Mm -hmm. And then the story continues from there. That kind of came out of nowhere, yeah. which, damn. <laughs> well, I mean, but in the, but they do a lot in this film to really upplay all the bad that happens to him, yet doesn't kill his spirit, which is you know part of the inspirational part of it. Yeah. But man, Kurt Warner <laughs> is a dude. Any lesser dude would have just been like, you know what? I need to just go some quiet corner, get a job, and live my life. I'm gonna start Thank drinking you. now. <laughs> <laughs> that I mean that that's the whole. But that's the whole thing behind this movie is, I mean, even though it's subliminally written in, it's, you know, everything bad that happens to him, he just keeps on going with it and yeah. just keeps on persevering, which, you know, that's where the inspirational support, the, well, inspirational stories come from. Yeah. It's like, people it's like that. like to have faith. <laughs> Thank you for the eye roll. <laughs> well, I mean, the, but the faith is a part of his story. Yes, 100%. Yeah, so, it's part of their story together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because this is, this is a more of their story than just his. Yeah. 
So let's talk about arena football for a second. Arena football <laughs> rules. Yeah. I had no idea it existed. I'm, I was taught something in this. So if arena football ever comes back to the Valley, I will make sure me and you go to a game. We'll yeah. all go to go. Yeah, that'd be cool. Right. We'll get some, beers. get some beers. We'll go watch arena football, and trust me, you will fucking love it. I'm so <laughs> excited. Arena football is it's wild. It's <laughs> just violence. If you've never watched <laughs> arena football, it is basically like hockey football hybrid. Yeah. They leave the hockey boards up. They put big foam pads on it, and you play football in like a you know this length of field. Yeah. It's a much smaller field. It is. It is. It is. Yep. It's it's a third as wide and half as long, basically. Yeah. Because what they make up for in distance, there's more violence. Yep. There's only eight players per side yep. at a time, and it's it's a fun thing to attend. <laughs> well, that okay. That leads us into Bruce McGill, the mm-hmm. coach of of his team. Who he is we recruits him with with you know the tempting offer of money which he needs at that moment. Money matters, man. And then I love I this I thought was a nice touch. Um, being someone who has played somewhat professionally, especially well the college circuit and somewhat professionally wants to play pro, he understands what it means to play and like he couldn't make that adjustment at first. No, it was hard for him because yeah. he had got it beaten into his head that he had to play one way to be able to make it to the NFL and this ain't the NFL. And I love when Bruce McGill starts paying him per touchdown. And then after that it's like, he's touchdown, like didn't you, I love how he's like, Didn't you read your goddamn contract at all? <laughs> and then he looks at his friends like, Teach just gotta read, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every time he scored a touchdown he got a hundred dollar bill. And then that thing was that boxer, that jar of his was so What do you say he had thirty one touchdowns yeah, in yeah. the regular season Jeez. or whatever? Yep. Which, that's how arena ball goes. Like, I went to an arena game where one team scored 90 points. Yep. That's so many touchdowns. It <laughs> <laughs> must be a lot of fun to that's watch. All, that's so many hundos. That's hundos. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, imagine walking out of a game, scoring a couple of touchdowns in arena ball with 500 bucks in your pocket. Plus your contract. I just don't know about any of it either. Right? <laughs> I bet you they did. It was no, in the contract. Um, okay, so that's an interesting... Because, again, he could have stayed in arena ball and done okay. He could have had a nice career in arena football. Probably had, what, 10 years left? Maybe anywhere from 5 to 10 years of that left. Wouldn't have been a whole lot of money. You always leave arena ball to go pro, though. Of course, of course. It's all the minor leagues compared to the NFL. Even Canadian ball. I love when when uh, the dude walks up and is like, we've been trying to find you. And then he, he looks at Bruce McGill's coach, and he's like, I've been putting off the call, sorry. Like, why would you do that? He, you son of a bitch. he wants to win. <laughs> of course, and he was. They were, they were stomping yeah, people yeah. until the end. But there's parts – I think this movie overall works, and it works very well. Yeah. It's not going to be a 9 or a 10 or anything, but nah. it's, a, it's a fine movie. There's nothing wrong with this movie. There's nothing glaring wrong I have with a hard it. time with a lot of people watching this movie and finding that they didn't like it overall. Mm. Especially if you have any interest in sports. And, and, well, any of the three subjects you see here. You know, if you have any anything with, with the face side of it, if anything with the sports side of it, or anything with the Kurt Warner side of it. There's no reason for you to go, wow, this movie stinks. Football, you know faith, I mean? and family, baby. That's yeah, there you go. Yep. Which is what they hammer home. Which, to me, is in, in really heightened by the reason I love most. Uh, the reason I love Kingsman, the Kingsman, as much as I did, is parts of this movie with the music and the little intimate scenes between... Uh, be- between Kurt Warner and Brenda Warner were fantastic. Scenes with the, the kid, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, with Zach. Yeah. With his, his, his son. Yeah, yeah his son, Zach, not Zach or Levi, but his, son, yeah. his adopted son. Yeah, they're great. Um, those, I thought, were ex- extremely inspirational. Because, I mean, Zach really was defying all the odds with, you know, being as old as he that was. That story is also fucked up. What's that? That story. Oh, very. But, I mean, it does happen, and it's part of, you know, some people's lives. But it's it's very it just this it, it works together to make a decent package. Um, 
I don't even have anything I didn't like about this movie, to be honest. I didn't think it was overly long. I thought it was probably just the right amount. Uh, I didn't. I thought it was a little long, but I don't it was think. Okay. I don't. I mean, maybe you could have maybe cut a cut you, five minutes you out. Could, you could have shaved ten, fifteen off this. I think it'd be you, okay. You think so? But uh, I'm okay with it. I wasn't like, oh my god, need out of here. But what do you think about the runtime? It was almost two hours long. You know what I mean? Was... I mean, it's supposed to this guy's life. We can give him two hours, right? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> we can give him. Two I know you guys hours. love the ninety minute mark. You yeah, know? yeah. Well, I, I love mean, the ninety I mean, minute this, mark for a lot of things. This didn't feel long. It did. Me. It didn't feel like it. it, it like it's runtime. It was fine. I was surprised when when I when I was done with it, I was like I was like, oh god, I didn't realize it was a two hour movie. Like I was surprised that it actually was able to go that long. It's not a Netflix special, you know what I mean? This is a theatrical. So, but I think it works. So let's move into scoring this thing. Yeah, score this thing. Let's score it. Um, I, I'll go first. I, I enjoyed my time with this movie. To me, it hit all the points a movie's supposed to hit for me. You know, I, it kept me entertained. I didn't. I'd never looked at my watch. I, I, I was very into it. I even cried at more than one. I, I know, Rob, you love to hear that. I cried at two two moments. This movie, I thought, was just that's okay. Incredibly inspirational. Um, I, this is a seven to me. I mean, I, I really enjoyed this movie. I'm saying it's, you know, I'm getting Joker 7, and this movie is 7, but... I know you did. <laughs> as far I have as, never forgotten. I, I, I was thinking that my As head. far as inspirational films go, I think this is one of the... If, if you would like to watch this movie and you're thinking about it, just go see it. Why, what do you, why, why would you not? Just go check it out. You want me to go or you want to go? I'll go. So, I only had two problems with this movie, and they're so superficial, it's almost not even worth mentioning. So, I won't. This movie is... Like it hits the three F's really well: faith, family, and football. football. It, it does a good job. It tells a good story about a good guy. Um, I enjoyed this. I actually had to dial back my score a little bit because I'm a little biased, and I and I, I actually had to like rethink about who I was going to give it. You mean as, as as a Kurt Warner fan? Well, as a Rams fan, mm-hmm. and, and 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 a fan, and he is he is a very likable dude. It is his his um. What is it? His his career as a sportscaster is probably just as good as his career as a football player. He's fantastic on screen. He's charismatic. All the NFL Network. Yeah, he's Very he's good. he's great. Um, this, this movie is a six. It's above average. It's it's watchable. It's good. It's not like a spectacular character piece by any means, and it's not riveting. But it, this movie, you sit down, you watch it. It's recommendable on all fronts. It's, it's a six. So I also give this movie a six, but for slightly different reasons. I don't think this movie's long enough at the end. Okay. So we. I, see I, I agree with you. More we, of the more of the end part. Okay. So we see Kurt Warner's. Uh, let's, they they recreate a snippet of his first professional start. Yeah. It goes well. They win. They beat the Ravens. You know, glory. Blah blah blah. Okay. So another part of Kurt Warner's actual football story is just as incredible as the Rams story. When he comes back as. He came back with the Arizona Cardinals after his career was over. He was having a down year. He drugged the lifeless corpse of the Arizona Cardinals to the Super Bowl and was about four minutes away from a victory. Yeah. Okay. And one of the most impressive displays you could ever imagine. All right. Yeah. That Cardinals season was amazing, too. They had like two stars, and he was one of them. Him and Fitzgerald. Him and Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah. And man, like that's a good story. Yeah. So I, I I wish they'd have talked. You know, they mentioned it during their 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 their, their whatever they call the where they talk about it at the end there. Yeah. But that's definitely something I wish they would have dug into a little bit because a lot of people thought his career was over in Arizona. Like he oh, was yeah. done. Like he couldn't. He he was losing his fastball. Couldn't. The one thing he always could do, he could always hum it, man. Yeah. He, yep. he could sling that ball. And uh, they said he was losing it, and he went play three or four more years, and he was just as good. Yeah. So. 
good for him. Is that one question I forgot to ask? Do you did you guys That's know anything ball, about the so it's, oh, eleven sorry. players <laughs> on each side? <laughs> what the offensive coach? Mike who, Marks, who's Mark kind of who was kind of antagonistic. He's a dick. Okay, yes. but like, did it? Did it? Was that a little too? No. Overly written. Mike Martz, giant asshole. Yep. Okay. Fair Notorious enough. to yeah. be it though. Good coach. Big. Yeah, dick. but the whole like, <laughs> but but the whole like, you're ready. I was testing well, listen, you. Okay, is, is that accurate? I mean, if you had to guess, only Kurt Warner and Mike Martz know that. Yeah, it's true. But I wouldn't be super surprised about it because of like there are stories about how Mike Martz is. Um, he did run one of the most complex offenses ever yep. built. And to be able to hand the keys over to the there Ferrari was, to somebody, I get it. Yeah. There was a um there was a player a You should feel bad for Trent Green, by the way. Yeah. Oh, right, right, yeah. Right, right, right. There was a defensive player for the Rams during that time that, that actually like right before the trade deadline free agents like like limit hits for every year for football, he actually quit the team because because of Mike Marks. Who are you talking about? I can't remember who it is now, top top of my head. But I know, I just remember it happened. It was like a big deal because like he was like he he took he didn't his his bonus money or anything like that. He left and he went and played for the Panthers or something. He was like I'm done, free agent me. And it was because him and the coach clashed. One of the th- he, one he, of the he, other things too. That Rams team was absolutely loaded. When you when they show the huddle like when they're in the first game where you see Isaac Bruce, yeah, who, the, Isaac who Bruce. great legendary Hall of Famer. Yep. You see number twenty eight Marshall Falk, the oh. running back, Hall of Famer, one of the best to ever do it. Yep. Kurt Warner, Hall of Famer, Holt. and the other guy on the other side, Tory Holt. Tory Holt. Tory Holt's a <laughs> pretty big good one. ball yeah. player. And then there was uh, old Oz Hakeem, which was yeah. like the, the glue that held that team together. So. Interesting. Okay. okay. Yeah, that was a fun listen. Uh, it, that, it was a big team back then. Okay. When I was 18 years old, that's when all that happened. Yeah. So like that was peak formative football to yeah. watch. Like, hey, this was ingrained in my brain yep. forever watching that stuff. And I also remember too, like it looks so bad when they show old clips of yeah. like actual football games mm-hmm. and I'm like damn we know we used to sit around a 20 inch TV and think hell yeah guys we gotta watch this you know like, oh, yeah. doesn't that blow your mind yeah, really if you does. watch that now you'd be like what is how can you see this shit yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's a better quality on my phone yeah I mean it's I mean I'm telling you when when, when your guys' kids get old enough that they're like they're teenagers in their 20s technology's gonna be a whole different ball swan song here in a minute yeah, yeah. jeez uh, yeah, no, that's. Yeah. I I really enjoyed American Underdog. I didn't think I was gonna like it as much as I did. Solid movie, but it, 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 it is a solid movie. It just works. Well, the thing is, like Zachary Levy, like the whole thing hinges on him, and he does it well. Yes. You know, I mean, a lot of those, a lot of those sports biopics don't always hold the water because the the the, the actor doesn't. But Zachary Levy did it, mm-hmm. and I mean. That guy also was in Shazam, <laughs> but if he'd have told me that he was going to pull it off, I'd be like, ah. Well, no, that's what I mean. That, that this you, movie shows us he's got he's got more chops than being, being the being the funny big kid. That's what he has been so far until yeah. now, and it's good for him. All right, five Tell seconds. Me. I need five seconds of them. <laughs> I'll get it. I'll get it. I'll get it. I, I make We're you, counting makes on me, you, makes Grayson. Me regret not not getting Hillary Swank. And I sat right next to her on the plane. Like I could you, touch her arm. You no, you couldn't. You'd be in jail. <laughs> <laughs> Her, her husband was there. Yeah, I'm sure he, he, he would have he had just something. just pummel you. <laughs> right in the ear. Right in the ear. <laughs> there it is. I sat right next to Hillary Swank on the plane to when I went to go work in uh, Vancouver on the, on the Netflix film with the accountant. And Hillary Swank was literally like, she was right next to me. I didn't, but Roger's like, you coward, do it, ask her. I'm texting Roger, and he would just like, Roger, I was like, Roger, I'm sitting next to Hillary Swank, and I just see Roger like, 
rapid-fire text. Like, tell her to join. Tell her to listen. Tell her to listen. Tell her to listen. <laughs> Just tell her we have a podcast. Just check it out. We need like, like, one sound bite. That's it. Like, 27 texts in a row under 30 seconds. Roger's like, get her, get her, get her, get her. Roger, I don't think One day. One day you actually give a shit about this crazy. <laughs> <laughs> You'll care as much as I do. When you and Andrew Garfield are pounding around right. out there. Yeah. And I'll be like, listen, this is kind of your fault. When Roger and Andrew Garfield come stumbling down this set of it's stairs right, in the right. studio, drunk off their asses with beers in their hands, and be, they ask you to leave, you're going to feel real bad. I'll be sitting No, Here's how it's going to go. I'll be sitting down here. Roger will come down with Andrew. He'll be laughing. Andrew will stop at the bottom of the stairs, just see me, and be like, Straight dark. Like, hey, Roger, I'm going to head out. Hey, call me later. Yeah. <laughs> Text me when you're done. That's right. <laughs> All right, I'll gentlemen. I'll you up. <laughs> This has been episode 260A of Four of Love of Cinema. Each new episode posts every Tuesday morning and Friday morning at 5 a.m. on the podcast service of your choice of the following five. iTunes, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. Please leave a comment or two. Rate, rate us, subscribe. Every little bit helps. More importantly, thank you for listening. Check out the show on Twitter, at Love Cinema Pod. I'm at Grayson Maxwell One. I am at Rod Stillian. I'm Christopher Bond. Don't forget to check out the Facebook page. Always posting things there. Check us out on YouTube. And send us an email to for the love of cinema podcast at gmail.com. And next week, we're going to be taking a look at the 355 and Don't Look Up on Netflix. But tune in later this week to hear our discussion on Swan Song, the Apple TV original film. Mm-hmm.